Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Greg Rich Ministries podcast. So excited to be joined once again by Emmanuel Albertos. We have Emmanuel, but we have Jenny Shepard, who's joined us several times now. And we've heard feedback from you guys that you love having her on. So we're excited to have her back. But, you know, all three of us had the opportunity <clears throat> to minister together at the Healing School. And one of the main topics we were able to share, our Thursday session every single week for all of us, was always about the anointing. And on this podcast, we've shared a lot about the love of God. We've shared about being in Christ. We've shared about faith. But our fourth day, or the fourth main topic we always talked about was the anointing. And that's something I wanted us to really mm -hmm. share about together today. And so, you know, just to start off, you know, Jenny is in Texas. We're Emmanuel and I are here in Oklahoma, and we were just joking with Jenny. She's in Texas, which is God's country, God's America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Amen. And so, <laughs> so no we. Comment. No comment. No. <laughs> since she is in the place of God's favorite football team, we wanted to give her the first opportunity to kind of just share. And we're not going to give her an opportunity to share about her football team, the Saints. <laughs> going to let, let her just start off. And Jenny, we love having you on. Thank you again. I wanted you just to kind of start out with the anointing and just kind of define it quickly for us and, and what it is and who it is. And, and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, you know, we get everything from scripture and the word tells us that the anointing, Jesus is the anointing. The yeah. word Christ, Christ literally means the anointed one or the anointing. Um, but anointing is also uh, some synonyms for anointing is power, uh, Christ, of course, <laughs> you know, and uh, ability, strength. Those are all the anointing, yeah. you know, but it's a lot in the Holy Spirit as yeah. well. And so the Holy Spirit, power, and Christ, all of those words are, you know, synonymous when you're talking about the anointing, because sometimes you can see, you know, like we were talking earlier, Josh, I was talking to you earlier, and in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, he says, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth uh, with the Holy Ghost and with power. And uh, I don't know if you had something to say, because I can just keep going, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take it from there, because basically that's what the anointing means. It means yeah. uh, power and the Holy Spirit, you know, or the anointing, they're all synonymous and can be yeah. interchangeable. And I love that scripture. And I want us to go back mm. to that, but I want to just yeah. kind of us to all establish that, mm. you know, when Jesus came to this earth, he came as a man. He wasn't just God in the flesh. He, yes, he was a son of God, but it actually says in the word of God that he laid down his glory. He right. laid down his might and his power. And he actually came in the form of a man, just like you and I. Mm -hmm. And so whenever he was on this earth, he was a man. And so for him to actually act as God in the earth, he had to be anointed. He had to be given power. And like you said, it's the Holy Spirit. And so yeah. just read from Luke 3.22, I feel like this was a main event in the life of Jesus. And it says right. that the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son, my beloved, and you I'm well pleased and find light. And then it says Jesus said that he was 30 years old when this happened. So for 30 years, he was Jesus of Nazareth. Right. 
He right. was yeah. Jesus yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. He had to learn what it was like to be human. He had right. to learn what it was like to live with natural restraints. Yes. And then at 30 years of age, the Holy Spirit, the, the anointing came upon Jesus and he was actually given power. And, you know, there's a lot of things in this scripture. We could probably spend I know. <laughs> four five minutes just going through this. And But one thing that, you know, really just struck me was that Jesus for 30 years lived as a man without yeah. having yeah. any anointing upon him. Mm -hmm. He had to learn yeah. who he was just as the son of God, but not having any ability to reveal it to other people. And I believe that even as we're talking about this, and I wasn't expecting to go here, but there's many people, no matter what age you are, <laughs> no matter what you, age you are now, whether you are 10 years old, 18 years old, 30 years old, 50 years old, it doesn't matter what age you start, the Holy Spirit, once he comes upon you, is going to enable you to step into the destiny that God has for you. Yeah. And so, it, and I love what God said, because, you know, this voice that the people, it says yeah. everyone actually yeah. heard this yeah. voice, the voice that came from heaven said, you are my son, my beloved, and who I'm well pleased and find a light. And this is a great starting point for everybody, because before Jesus did a single thing, before he did <laughs> one miracle, yeah. before he healed one person, God, the father said, this is my son. He's saying, yeah. I, this is my son and who I'm pleased and yeah. find a life. And so this is a great starting point for people because he wasn't saying, I'm proud of you because you've laid hands on a hundred people mm -hmm. and you've seen those people get healed. He's saying, I'm proud of you because you're my child. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I believe that as children of God, first of all, the starting point is to know God's proud of me just because I'm his child, not because any of the works I'm going to do, right. all the, the works that we do are a part of our identity, but the starting place mm -hmm. is knowing God is pleased with me just because I'm his child. And from that place, we're able to actually step into the things God has yeah. for us. And right after that, I believe it's in Luke. I don't have it written down. I don't have the address, but mm. it's in, I believe it's in Luke where Jesus went to the synagogue and he actually started to proclaim and he said, I am the anointed one. I'm 418. Look, this is why we have Emmanuel here. He knows the address. <laughs> the address. Yeah. Do you, He's our walking you Bible. That? Luke 418, the address. You know, the, the anointing, uh, I, I love the scripture that says, look, Luke 4, 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me, and because he ha has anointed me, and I'm anointed, Jesus said in the synagogue, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor, heal the sick, yeah. deliver, and you know, Jesus, uh, I, I, just, I did some research on name Jesus. Yeah. Jesus uh, means uh, Yeshua, of course, in Hebrew. It's a Hebrew Aramaic root. Yeah. And it says he's the deliverer and the redeemer. That's why it's, he's the deliverer and redeemer. And the Christ is the anointing, like we said. Yeah. And the Christ anointing means chrio, which is actually smearing or the anointing. In, that's a Greek word, Christus or Christ. So if when you say Christ Jesus, there's no first name or last name. It's Christ Jesus is Christ, the anointed one, Jesus, who has redeemed us and set us free, salvation. So re redemption, salvation, and power, the anointing as power, working together. And when Jesus, the Redeemer, our Redeemer and Savior, uh, wrote that on Luke 4, 18, I'm anointed to do this work. Without the anointing, I cannot do nothing, yeah. no thing. We cannot do nothing, even for us. 
But when he picked that up on Isaiah 66, you know, he picked that up and the scrolls. Yeah. How he knew exactly. And you were like, open it, whoop, right there. <laughs> There's, there was no 418, there was look, low address, nothing. It's just that thing where like, uh, like, have you seen those scrolls, right? I've seen yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. They're going on and on and on. That had to be the Holy Ghost, anointing power of God, showing exactly what to say. He had a telescopic, you know, he was a man, but also the anointing working in him. And he opened up the book and says, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. What's wrong for us to say the same thing? Because yeah. we're his children. Yeah. We're, we're his son. And uh, the power, you know, you know, speaking about the power, you know, Ephesians, can I step on that for a second? Yeah, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> the, the Ephesians 1, uh, 19, it says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly places. Uh, this is Passion Translation. Yeah. But, but the that immeasurable power. Now, hold on a second. There's no measure here. The immeasurable power, it says, made available to me. Yeah. Made available to you. Whoever is watching right now, it's available to you, the immeasurable power. Yeah. The power that can do miracles. You can do miracles at Walmart, Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are or where you go yeah. today. Yeah. And I, I love that because mm -hmm. that almost takes us back to where we started, which was in Acts 10, 38, where it says, God anointed and mm -hmm. consecrated Jesus of Nazareth, the person of Jesus, the man in the flesh, Jesus, with the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power. And what did he do with that? And I always think yeah. like, you know, in this world, in this natural world, when people are given strength, ability and power, they don't always use it for the benefit of other people. A lot of times it's for them to build their own kingdom, for them to build their own wealth, for them to build their own status. But Jesus didn't do it to build himself. He did it to build everyone else. It said he went around doing good <clears throat> and healing all who were oppressed <clears throat> by the power of the enemy. Yeah. And so what, what's awesome is that Jesus was given this anointing. <clears throat> and what did he do with it? He went around doing good with everybody else. And what I love is that this anointing is not exclusive to Jesus. It's not, it wasn't just for him because we've been given Jesus ourselves. And Jenny, I want to give it to you and I want you to let you to kind of let you run with that. Yeah. That well, yeah. I mean, and that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Emmanuel, you brought up the point that um, in Ephesians, he says it's for those who believe yeah. it's for believers. And we're, if you're born again, if you've received Jesus, then you're a believer and you have an anointing. You have the anointing. Christ is the anointed one, the person of Jesus Christ who was, who was uh, anointed where we read about in Acts 10.38. He was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power for two things, it says, for two reasons. He went around doing good. So anything good, <laughs> it, it, you know, anything good that you need, anything, there is an anointing for that in your life. 
Yes. It's an anointing to do good, to cause good to happen in your life, just like Jesus was anointed to do good. And then the second thing he said, it was to heal. So to do, and it's for believers, all believers, not just if you're a minister, because, and how do I know that? Am I just saying that because, (laughs) you know, it sounds good? No, it's in, we can read it in, first of all, Paul talked about it in Galatians 2.20. He said, I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless, (laughs) he said, I'm crucified with Christ, but nevertheless, I live, yet not I It's not me that lives anymore because I was crucified with Christ. When he died, I died. But yet, even though I died, I'm alive. What is, you're like, what are you talking about, Paul? (laughs) And he's saying, I'm alive now with Christ. It's not the old me that is alive anymore. I don't live from that old person that I used to be before Christ indwelled me. But now... I am a new creation, and I don't, he says, uh, nevertheless, I live, but not I, Christ who lives in me. It's Mm -hmm. Christ. Remember, we said Christ is the anointed one. So there is an anointing and a power to do good and to heal. We also see in, uh, I forget where the scripture is, but he says that uh, the anointing destroys the yoke. So it's a bondage destroyer, you know, and that's what it's for. It's for those, that's what it's for, but it's in us. He's in us because the person of Christ came to live and dwell in us. And that's what we need to start becoming more aware of who we are and what we carry of who we carry because Christ is in us. And I mean, I have scripture after scripture after scripture. I can keep giving you. <laughs> but, you know, another one is Colossians 1, 26 and 27, where he says the mystery that was hidden from generations, but now has been revealed. And what is this mystery? He's saying it's not a mystery anymore. You know, Paul said this is the very reason that I am a minister. He said it was for this. It was to unveil the mystery. And you're like, ooh, what is that mystery? (laughs) He said, here it is, verse 27. It's Christ in you. That was the mystery. You know, even the disciples thought that Jesus was coming to build an earthly kingdom. (laughs) And all the while, Jesus is saying no. He said, you can look over here and look over there, and you, you won't find my kingdom. You know why? Because it's within you. Yeah. He, he came to live and reside within us. And if we will wrap our heads around that, and sometimes even if you can't wrap your head around it, you can still walk in the truth and the light of it because sometimes we can't comprehend, but we can still, you know, the word says, um, trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. You know, that means that we can actually live out of some things that we can't even comprehend. <laughs> so even if we don't understand all of it, if we'll just go with what we're sensing on the inside, and that is Christ, there is an anointing to do everything in our lives. There is anoint- an anointing for me to mother, yeah. to, to be a wife, and for you to be a husband, both of you. You know, there's an anointing to do our secular jobs. <laughs> You're looking at each other, huh? Yes, remember that. <laughs> But there also, that brings me to another point. I don't want to take up all the time, but we have to uh, yield, you know, 
Yeah. There, you know, and that, that comes to be such a cliche saying, but think about it. When you're going onto a highway and you yield, you're giving the other person the lead. And yeah. so when we yield, if we will yield to that anointing, it's always available. He's always right there, ready to lead us and to guide us. And he gave us the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher and our guider and our helper. And he's always right there, willing and ready to give us to, 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 for, with the ability to do whatever we need to do, you know, and, but we have to, it, there comes a relinquishing of control, you know, and allowing him, allowing Jesus to be Lord, yes. you know, allowing him to lead. And so, like you were saying, Jesus is the anointed one. He is the person of the anointing yes. and we are connected with him all the time. I love 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It says, those that have given themselves to the Lord have become one spirit with him. So whatever was upon Jesus is now within me. Right. I'm connected yes. to him. Yes. And I love the, the story about the woman with the issue of blood because mm. we, we look at that sometimes. Mm. It's like, oh, if you can just be that woman who reaches out in faith and touches Jesus. But we are not that woman anymore, to be quite right. honest. She reached out. She touched Jesus. When mm. she touched him, the power from him flowed into her body and she was healed. And sometimes we still see ourselves outside of Jesus mm. trying to reach out and mm. touch him. But the person that she touched that caused healing to happen in her body is now the person that is within us. Right. And we're no longer the woman with mm. the issue of blood, just trying to get a touch from Jesus, mm. just trying to, hopefully I can just touch the hem of his garment. No, we are actually fully connected yeah. with his spirit, all that he is. I don't just want a touch of his garment. I want to experience the full person of Jesus yeah. Christ living on the inside of me. Right. What that means is what she reached out and she experienced was healing. Mm. So if I need mm. healing in my body right now, if I'm yes. aware, yes. first of all, all of us here that are listening, if you are born again, if you've accepted Jesus, Jesus has moved on the inside of you. You've become one spirit with him. That means that there, the Jesus, the anointed one is one with you in this very moment. In this very moment in time, Jesus is one with your spirit. Mm. So how do you participate with that? That's the question. Right. Maybe we know that. Maybe we've heard that all our lives. Mm. Oh, I'm one with Jesus. Oh, I'm connected with Jesus. But what does that really mean? And how do I actively participate with it? Mm. I think that it, one, it comes down to something we're real familiar with, and that is with meditation. Yeah. And Jenny, you had shared with me a little bit about wherever the word was preached, signs followed and i want you to kind of just share a little bit yeah. about that because i feel like that's where we're going next mm -hmm. yeah well you know the scripture tells us uh to preach the word <laughs> and signs will follow and you know that word preach a lot of times we think of somebody standing in a pulpit and preaching or preaching you know what i mean or preaching on a platform or a minister and like you were saying the woman with the issue of blood she was going after jesus to touch the hem of his garment and so many times i feel like we are not you know the church the body of christ believers are still um in that place where they are seeking out the man of god and not recognizing and that and that's okay 
because you know that is a that is a, a way to activate your release your faith you know going to a healing meeting and you know going stand in a healing line and have hands laid on you laying on of hands is a doctrine of the church and so there's nothing wrong with that but i believe that there is a greater way and jesus told us that there is a i'm in you now you don't we don't have to go seek out a man or a woman of god to touch us to receive our healing we don't have to touch the hem of his garment because he is residing in us like you said you know and so but uh, i'm getting off track a little bit here but the word preach literally just means it doesn't mean somebody standing in a pulpit it literally means proclaim yeah. And so when we open our mouths and we proclaim the word, he said, preach the word and signs will follow. <laughs> and so if we will proclaim what he says, you know, confession means to say the same thing. If we will say what he said, what did he say about my healing? What did he say about my finances? What did he say about my children? You yeah. know, look up scriptures pertaining to whatever it is that you're dealing with. And there is an anointed word for that situation. That's literally what the word rhema means. It's the, the, the anointing inspired spoken word of God. And so when we will preach the word, open our mouths and proclaim what the word says over our situation, we're releasing an anointing. Wow. To go forth the power of God. That's what the anointing is. We're wow. releasing Christ in our situation. <laughs> the one who's been given the name above every name, above anything, whatever your situation is. The name of Jesus Christ in me is greater than anything going on around me. You know, anything. I have a story um, when my, my uh, I was teaching at healing school one day. And I'm getting dressed in the morning, ready to, to go. And my son said, hey, I want to come with you. He was like 19, maybe at the time, 18, I don't remember. But he was already finished high school and kind of in between. So he didn't have anything to do. And he's like, I want to come with you today. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I'm all excited. My son wants to come hear me preach, <laughs> you know. And so it happened to be a Thursday. <laughs> we were preaching on the anointing. And I wasn't thinking anything about why he wanted to come. He just said he wanted to come. Well, shortly before this, he had um, uh, applied for the military, for the Air Force, and they did a physical on him. And first of all, he did the ASVAB and he passed with flying colors. And he thought he could pick any job he wanted, basically, you know? And then he, when he did the physical, he found out that he was colorblind. He didn't even know he was colorblind. I mean, I don't know why we didn't know. I'd tell him, you know, go get my pink purse out of my closet. And he'd come back and say, you don't have a pink purse in your closet. I'm like, yeah, I do. And I'd walk in there and be like, it's right here. He's like, that's gray. I'm like, this is pink. But we didn't even think anything about it, you know. So who thinks that that would be a big deal? Yeah. But in the Air Force, it obviously is. I said, you know, I made a joke. I said, what do they think that you won't know a friendly from an enemy? <laughs> Sorry, anybody watching us in the military. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he that's why he wanted to come. But at the time, I wasn't thinking that. I didn't know that. So when we get there, the first scripture I, I quoted, and I didn't, I didn't even remember this. He told me this later. 
He said, you said, and you read the scripture, preach the word and signs will follow. And he said, I thought, well, I know my mama. <laughs> and he said, I know she's going to preach the word, you know, and that's no, that's not anything, you know, to give kudos to me. But he was basically saying, I trust the source. And that's important too, guys, you know, to trust who you're feeding on and who you're listening to. Because when you're opening yourself up to receive word, make sure it is the word of God, you know, make sure it's rightly divided uh, because that's what you're feeding on. But anyway, so he said in that moment, he knew signs were going to follow this word. He said, and that was where in that moment he, he kind of received you know, and he didn't have a manifestation yet. But anyway, when I was finished, I called people up to the front and, um, and you know, to lay hands on them and just uh, pray over them or what, for whatever they needed. And uh, I, I'm praying with somebody. I just kind of went by him really quick, you know, and touched him and said, in the name of Jesus, and I kept going. Um, and, and I'm really dealing with somebody else who was dealing with something more serious. You know, I didn't even know why he was up there still. I just totally went right over my head and I was like oh okay well he's up here I'll lay hands on him well so I'm all full of the anointing and I'm telling everybody check yourselves because something has changed in your body something's different hands were laid on you and you received the moment that they were laid on you there is an anointing here present and available for you to receive and um I see my son he opens his phone up and he's doing something and I'm just you know, kind of like ignoring him, but at the same time thinking, why is he checking his phone in an altar call line? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, I said, tell what's, who, you know, who has, tell me what's going on. And a couple of people started telling me about changes that were taking place in their body. Well, he told me, he pointed his phone at me and it was a colorblind test that he had taken I don't even know how many times, maybe 20 or more, I don't know. And he showed me that he had passed with flying colors. When we got in the car on the way home, he was so excited. He's like, oh my gosh, look at the color of my eyes. He's looking in the, in the mirror. He's like, I, I mean, my eyes are bright blue. And then he's, he's looking, he's like, look at the sky. <laughs> I mean, he was literally freaking out. And he's later on, he said, I used to wonder why y'all thought it was so great to go look at the Christmas lights at Rama. He said, I thought this was just boring. <laughs> but now he can see the lights and the colors, you know, but it all came back to that point where he said, I'm going to receive because the word is going forth. And I know that it, with that word, there is a power and an anointing. And he made a decision to receive in that moment, you know? That is an amazing testimony. Now, I hadn't even heard that story. We spent a couple of years with you there and I never heard that. And that's just mm. so awesome. Mm. And it's one of many stories. And sometimes, you know, your son, he didn't even know he was necessarily dealing with something. And besides that, there's some people that are putting up with things in their body because mm. they've gotten used mm. to it. It's right. something to learn to deal with, but that's not God's ultimate plan for your life. He wants you to live completely free. And, you know, Emmanuel, I wanted you just kind of go and maybe mm. share with people that are dealing with some things that they've gotten used to, but it's time for us to, to uh, release the anointing in our lives to conquer that. Yes. Yeah. Break free. You know, uh, when you're, uh, like uh, Jenny was saying, you know, you, you, first of all, you're saying also faith takes faith. It's not only takes us to be a believer. 
Yeah. That's all it takes is a master C to do this. This doesn't take very much. Yeah. Now, the more you, the more I want to say, the more you use the word of God because it's anointed, the more the more results you're gonna get because the more you meditate on every day, like meditation, for instance. Yeah. You meditate on every day. You meditate on the word of God every day, every day. That's what we learn at the healing school. And uh, there, there are people out there who says, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? How I'm going to do this? How I'm going to participate with this anointing? Well, Christ in you already. The anointing is in you. You tap into that. You have the Holy Spirit because in 2 Corinthians 1.21 says, he already established you. He already anointed you, yeah. and he already sealed you with his Holy Spirit. Yes. So that's all you got to do is now to tap in, use the word. You got to open your mouth. You have, you to. have to open your mouth. Yeah. You have pain in your body. You have pain in your body. Right shoulder, hurting. Right now, right now, somebody's hurting the right shoulder. You speak to the right soul in the yeah. name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. the anointing is working in me right now. Thank you, Father. The right shoulder is healed mm. in the name of Jesus. There's no pain. Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many. I, I want to go back to this. I, I keep having this picture of this man uh, at the prayer healing center. I don't know if you remember that. He, he came one day, he was twisted like a pretzel. Yeah. He, he walked in there in the prayer healing school right there and he was in pain. Wow. He was twisted like this. He says, this is demonic thing going on. Whatever it was, it could be a spirit anyway. Low level, low level demon, anything like that. But he came in like this, and that's all we did. After meditation, we meditate that day at the prayer healing center. As soon as he walked in, I said, Sir, let's have a seat on the couch. We had a couch like that in the entrance right there at the prayer healing center. And uh, we speak the word on him. Mm. Pray for me, he said. You know what? Well, yeah, sit down. You need prayer. You need to be loose. Yeah. You need to be loose. And I said, In the name of Jesus, be loose. And you will see him, his body just lining up with a word, be loose. The more loose you talk about, the more loose he was doing. And he came straight. He became straight. His wow. face was red. Uh, and, and, and he received that. What do you see? Because loosen up. And he's, I mean, I never seen him like that before. And then, you know, it will, the word will loose. Yes. Anything, any knot you have in your body, pain, every time. It works every time. The anointing works. Yeah. Every single time. It, it works so much. It, yeah. it, it works in loosening things up. It, 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 will, it will loose. It will. It works. Yeah. The word works. Uh, it kind of reminds me, you know, you have those little manual flashlights. Yeah. The more you wind the little thing, the brighter the light. Have you seen those? Yeah. Those, mm -hmm. I have this dynamo. They call it dynamo, power, dynamo, dyn dynamis, you know? Yeah. So the more, the more I do it, the more light projects. So the more the faith, the same thing with meditation is speaking the word of God. It's anointed. The word of God in Hebrews 4.12 says, my word is anointed, active, yeah. live, pierced, cuts, and heals and everything else. You know, everything goes on. But what we learn here at this, at this Rema school here, Rema, can I thank your ministers, I want to say, you know, yeah. what we learn at school is that the word works. Follow the word. What the Bible says. The yeah. Bible, all it's every word of God is anointed. Yeah. Every. And I, and I also want to say this that mm -hmm. there's sometimes um, people have been dealing with things in their body for many yeah. years, things they've yeah. learned how to 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 adjust with, mm -hmm. or they've 
learned how to uh, find ways around it. But no matter what it is, no matter what the name of the sickness you're going through, there's no rank with sickness when the way that God sees it. God does not rank a cancer above a headache. He all, it's all the same. It's all defeated in the name of Jesus. So no matter what it is that you're going through, you don't like we were talking about, you don't have to go to somebody else to lay hands on you when you are connected to the anointed one all the time. And so Jesus, we've learned in the Bible and the word of God that Jesus is the word made flesh. So when the word is spoken, the results that Jesus produced will be produced in your own very life. Mm. And I love John 2, 13. And I want to just kind of share this because it's something that I taught every Thursday, every, every time we talked about the anointing and what says, and and hang with me, everybody, because as I'm reading this, you're probably going to listen to it and say, what is he talking about? Why is he talking about this? But I'll Mm. get to the point. So hang with me here. But it says in, in John 2 and verse 13, it says, Now the Passover of the Jews was approaching, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. And there he found in the temple enclosure those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers sitting there also at their stands. And having made a lash or a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple temple enclosure, both the sheep and the oxen, spilling and scattering the broker's money and upsetting and tossing around their trays. Then to those he sold doves, he said, take these things away, get them out of here. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise for his disciples remembered that it's written that zeal or love for his house will consume him. And so Mm. I want you to think about this really quickly, because sometimes Mm. we'll read that and uh, we'll we'll just say, wow, Jesus was upset. But why was he upset? Why Mm. did it cause this reaction? It's because he went into his father's temple the house of his father. And when he was there, he saw things happening in his father's house that should not be taking place. He saw people being taken advantage of. He saw that there were people trying to sell things to them or try to make a mockery of things. And he became upset. He became Mm. violent. And what did he do? He didn't stand by. He didn't say, Father, please get these people out of here. He took action. Mm. What did he do? He made a whip. Mm. And he started actively driving out what did not belong in his father's temple. Mm. Well, all of us, we know we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so what happens Mm. when we speak the word of God, the same Jesus that drove what didn't belong in that physical temple Mm. that was made by human hands is the same Jesus that is going to drive out from what his, his father's temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit, what doesn't belong that our father created. So when I say the same Jesus, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me and he quickens my mortal body. As I'm speaking that word, I'm releasing Jesus to go through this temple that my father in heaven made to drive out what doesn't belong. So if I'm dealing with any type of symptom in my body, if I'm dealing with any type of sickness or disease, when I say that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus and the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is quickening, making alive my mortal body. What am I doing? Mm. I am releasing Jesus on the scene to drive out with that whip aggressively. He's not being passive about Mm. it. He's passionate Mm. about my body being healthy. And it works with any area of my life. It's not just about my physical body. It's about my finances. It's about my family. 
It's about my relationships. It's about my job. No matter what it is, if I speak the word of God, that same Jesus that cleared the Father's temple is the same Jesus that's being released onto the scene. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage people that you can't be passive. We've been given authority. Yes. Jesus gave us the authority. We can't just stand by and say, Father, please do this. Father, Mm -hmm. please do this in Mm -hmm. my life. We have to actually start speaking things that he's already accomplished. I like to say we have to enforce it. Mm-hmm. We have to be the policemen yes. of our lives. Yes. yes. And uh, I, I could keep going too, but Janie, I want to I want to throw you the ball here and kind of let you pick off from there. Yeah. I'm just looking at some scriptures I had here. Second Corinthians six sixteen says, "We are the temple, like we you were saying, of the Holy Ghost. We're the temple. We are where He lives. We are His house." First John four four. Greater is He who lives in me. That's you. Greater is he who lives in you. Greater. He's the greater one, not the lesser one. Sometimes we feel like that and we'll go with our feelings and we'll start acting like as if we're defeated and we'll forget that the greater one, (laughs) greater, he's he's massive, uh, without measurement, Emmanuel read in Ephesians 1.19. There's no measure to this power that is in us who believe. There's no measure. And so how do we rise up from that place of the mully grubs where we want to just sulk in our depression? You know, and sometimes I believe somebody who's listening needs to hear this. Sometimes you can find comfort in your place of depression. And that has become your your comfort zone and you almost embrace it to the point where you cannot be free until you decide i don't want to live here anymore because every time it comes you just sulk in it but until you begin to rise up and say the great and you can say it in tears i've said it in tears i've bit my tongue and just said what the word says at times you know and it pulled me up I mean, you it may you may not feel it in that moment. You'll get over your crying and you'll get over your emotions. But I'll tell you what: when you put that word out there and you spoke it, God is waiting for to for you to give Him something that He can perform in your life. <laughs> He's waiting, and it's His word. It's always His word. Um, a few podcasts ago, we talked about His word not returning to Him void. He's, you'll speak it and it comes up into the heavenlies and it's going to come back down to you with an answer. (laughs) He said that he sends his words. He appoints them to accomplish something. And that's what we do. We send out, we put our words out there. Let your words rise up no matter how you feel and appoint them, point them at your situation like a gun. You're aiming it at at your situation and you have, you know, and there's, you're appointing your words to something and it will, he didn't say it might or may, it will accomplish that what it was sent out to accomplish. You know, and we need to start, like Josh said, use your authority. Let's stop being little babies. Let's grow up and be who we are because we are so mighty. We are not mere men, Paul said. Paul was trying to drive it home and drill it into the people. You are not mere men. Stop living like that. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into this new kingdom. 
where everything of heaven and all of heaven's resources are yours for the taking. Let's rise up and live out of who we really are. And where do we start? With our words. Once we put them out there, I'm telling you, when you get up out of that place and all those emotions are gone, but you spoke the word in the midst of it, you'll rise up and you'll see maybe the next day or the following day, your, your situation starts to change. Even if it's just you and your attitude, it starts to change. You start to see things in a more positive light. Why? Because that word is taking place. It's producing something, <laughs> you know? Think that some of the most powerful times of releasing the word is when you don't feel like speaking the word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. That, you know, yes. Jenny, like you were saying, and let's all be honest here, people that are feeling depressed, you are not alone. We've all been in that place. Yeah. Right. It's not you're it's not exclusive mm -hmm. to you. We've all been there, but there's a way out. Yeah. And right. this is when you don't feel like speaking the word of God, when you feel like you're all alone, that's the time to start proclaiming the word of God of yourself. And I've learned there's nothing more powerful than when I don't feel like it to start speaking the word. And not only that, but worshiping God. Yeah. A lot of that, it all, I always go back to it is thankfulness. Even when yeah. I feel like I'm all alone, God, I thank you. You're with me right now. Yeah. I thank you in this moment that I'm not alone. You're here with me. And I don't have to figure it out by myself. I don't have to have all the answers because you are the answer and you know exactly what to do yeah. and you know exactly what the next step that I need mm -hmm. to take. And as I start doing that, even if I don't feel like it, I may feel completely opposite of that. If I will start to begin to uh, speak that over my life, then I'm going to actually start experiencing it. Mrs. Leanne, Mrs. Leanne mentioned, she quoted somebody a few weeks ago. She said, worship I mean, depression is actually worship turned inward. That's true. It's and true. it's like, and it is. You start thinking all about yourself, and and you're so depressed because we get into a place where it's we're so selfish. Yeah. You know, and selfishness is the opposite of love. Love is always uh, doing for somebody else or thinking about somebody else and not yourself. And Jesus said that He wants us to love so that our joy would be full. You know, so there's the opposite, but depression is actually worship turned inward. You know, yep. you're worshiping yourself <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it, but it is. It is. Yeah. Internal vacuum. Yeah. Depression is like internal vacuum. Right. It just like sucks, sucks you right in and you're focusing only on that area right here. Yeah. Start speaking the word. It will open up. It will open up like a flower. For yeah. speak. It will open up. And, and the word will bring healing from inside out. Yeah. It will bring you inside out. You have to have faith. You gotta, have, gotta go by faith. You gotta, you, gotta have, you gotta be a believer to yeah. do this. And you know, if you don't know, sometimes if you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. Because <laughs> the reason I say that, <laughs> I don't know how much time, but-, but uh, we, got, we got enough. Okay. Go. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the Jesus, uh, when uh, one time was attacked, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't like, uh, I, was, I felt like it was something constricting me here on, the, on my throat. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a hand holding me. That we talked about before, Rima. I didn't know what else to say. The only word I knew was Jesus and some other words, but Jesus is the only one thing I knew. And I just spoke it really lightly because I would have said, oh my God, I'm dying. I would have said, instead of saying, I'm, I'm dying. No, I'm not dying. I'm not dying. I'm breathing well. And I, I start saying Jesus. Yeah. 
weak, weak, like Brother Egan, you know, Jesus, Jesus. And every time I got louder and louder, the word, I I felt this moving away. The thing was moving away to try Mm -hmm. to compress me. So there's words. Jesus is over 900 times in the Bible. Christ, the anointed. It's over 900 in the Old Testament, New Testament. The name uh, Jesus and Christ alone and in him. Uh, I don't know what it was. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this right here, this little booklet. No, no, I'm full of book. <laughs> this little book okay. here, in him realities. That means in Christ. Right. <laughs> Everything what Christ did for you in here over hundreds and hundreds of times. And what you don't know what to say. Yes, you can start with Jesus, but then you open you open the book, you open the yeah. Bible, and you read the word, and it will move clean. Yeah. It will clean you Absolutely. inside out. And, and what I love about the anointing is <clears> it's <throat> not just for your right. physical healing. It's for yeah. emotional pain. Things that no. some of you guys that are listening, you've gone through a divorce, you've gone through mm. a broken heart, you've gone through a lost job. This last year has been challenging for people, yeah. but the anointing is not limited to a physical mm. experience. It's, it's fully available to every circumstance in our life. And so I just encourage all of you to start speaking the word. And, you know, before we end, I just wanted to give, give Jenny one last chance to kind of share whatever it is that you have there. Cause I know you got something, Jenny. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I just feel, I, I just, you know, feel like the Lord is saying that somebody lost a child mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and you're thinking, while you're listening to us, you're thinking you can never understand what I'm going through. And maybe I don't understand. And maybe none of us do because we haven't been there. But God does. Jesus said that he He is the lover of your soul. Your soul is your emotions. It, it, the word actually tells us that he's the overseer of your soul. He's the shepherd of your soul. He wants to comfort you. He wants to walk you through this. He wants to help you and see you through, and he will see you through. There is light on the other side of this. There is, and he can help you grieve and and get through this, get through it on the other side. Wow. That is so powerful. And, and guys, mm. everything that we, we just spoke today we not only believe it's it's it going to help you with what you're facing right now, but it's going to be things that are going to equip you to go forward throughout all of life. And just so you know, you are not alone. You have brother and sisters in Christ. All of us, we pray yes. in the Holy Ghost. There's people around all the world that are praying in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And that means there's people that God is directing to pray for you, even when you don't realize it. Right. So you are not alone. There is somebody that is on your side. So just know if you need any help, reach out to somebody, send a Facebook message, do something, reach out just to know and and make a connection and hook up with a local church. So if you're listening now and you're not in a local church, we encourage you, even if they don't believe exactly like you do, it's good to have a community. And uh, so hook up with people that are around you in your area. And we believe it's going to be a blessing. But guys, we have so much more that we could have shared today about the anointed. I feel like we scratched the surface, but we're out of time today. So we want to thank you so much for joining us again on another episode. Just a reminder, if you're listening on Facebook or Instagram, the auto version of this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, SoundCloud, wherever you listen. 
you can uh, access it. But please share with a friend. If there's somebody that you know that's dealing with a situation that we address specifically, maybe they are the reason that we shared that, uh, you know, what God had us to say. So share with them. And guys, mm-hmm. thank you so much. And Emmanuel, thank mm-hmm. you for joining thank us. You. Jenny, thank you. thank you for joining us tonight. And we appreciate you guys. And we're looking forward to next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. Yes. See you. <laughs>